I'm Trevor. I'm Milan. I'm John. I'm Johnny. Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the music. You can't have the Pretender's first album. That's mine. I bought it. You did not. The catchphrases. Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? And the wannabes. Sometimes I see you dance around the house in my underwear. Doesn't make me Madonna. Never will. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your old pal, Spearsy. And Chuck Coverly from the land of Pork Roll. And today, we roll into the wild, wild west with a chat with the frontman from The Escape Club. It's our interview with Trevor Steele. Second in the 80s is sponsored by the 80s Cruise. Join us in 2025 aboard Royal Caribbean's Explorer of the Seas, departing Miami for a seven-day cruise to Nassau, San Juan, and Labadee. Headliners include... Wait a minute. I, I got the list here somewhere. Wait a minute. I think I found it. Uh, why is this written? Is this German? Was ist das? Ist das wirklich auf Deutsch geschrieben? Das macht keinen Sinn. Whoa, 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 there. Slow down, Colonel Klink. I have no idea what you're saying. You wanted the lineup, right? Right, but... Uh, die hässlichen Zwillinge und die Strandgänger und die Menschen auf der Zukunft um die roten Hosen. Well, uh, that clears it up. Uh, it's okay. I believe uh, a translated version will be released on 29 Februar. Hey, folks, the actual 2025 lineup will be released on the very first night of the upcoming 80s cruise, which is, yes, February 29th. <laughs> Chuck and I will be there and we'll post it ASAP on all our podcast social media channels. In English and German. In English. Maybe Danish. We also have a promo code so you can be awesome. <laughs> you can do this. <laughs> We'll also have a promo code so you can book and join us. Keep an eye on www.the80scruise.com for more details. Now, on with the show. All around the big bad world on a CIA machine. Ten, ten, the president's man in a big black limousine. There's an ICBM flying by. Good darling, get to work. Hey gang, so this is cool. For uh, those of you who don't know, Stuck in the 80s started an Instagram page late last year. And we probably have a couple hundred followers there. But over this past weekend, uh, the wife and I were home watching videos of the bands performing on this year's 80s cruise. And we started watching the video for I'll Be There by The Escape Club. You know that video, right, Chuck? Oh my goodness. It, it, it was one of those songs that that lived forever in my heart, but my brain had completely forgotten about it until I started hearing the the opening lines of the song. Uh found myself singing right along, just like it was, you know, something that I've been listening to in my regular 80s rotation that I listen to all the time. I, I had completely forgotten that this song was 
by Escape Club. You know, it, it doesn't sound to me like the songs I know from the 80s, but we're watching it on YouTube and we start reading the comments that people had left underneath the video. And I, there are all these amazing comments from people who are saying this song got me through the death of my father, or I played this song the day that my brother died because he wanted me to. And all just comment after comment after pages and pages of comments. And we're reading the comments, you know, I'm just getting all, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm oh yeah. Spearsy, you know, you know, you're not going <laughs> to uh, no dry eye from Spearsy. The one that got me was the woman who said she was in the car right after somebody died. And uh, she heard it on the radio and then she called the radio station and they said they never played it. Oh, I was like, Ooh, that's weird. Oh, I missed that one. Uh, great. Now I have someone to have a nightmare about tonight. <laughs> Yesterday I had a dream that I was interviewing Matt Damon for the podcast and he and I got into a big argument over whether or not he was in any sports movies. And I said, you were in um, school ties you know, that movie with Brendan Fraser and the Fraser. Yeah. Yeah. They're high school. He's like, that's not really a sports movie. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and so my whole night was going back and forth with Matt Damon over whether or not school ties was a, was a sports movie. Was he in Moneyball? That was somebody else. No, he wasn't. But anyway, during, during the course of this sob fest over the weekend, Saturday night, I think it was, uh, the wife gets an alert on Instagram because she's the one who, monitors and and puts the content on that site i hand i handle twitter and facebook she handles instagram uh the escape club it turns out started following us on instagram oh wow and she completely freaks out because she's a huge fan and escape club is one of the main reasons that she's coming on the cruise this year so she's when we were making our list of these are the concerts we have to see we can't miss these ones i mean escape club was right up there with her with air supply and sheena easton i think Oh, I, so, I played some of the songs for Anne Marie and I said, I definitely want to go see because it's nice when you have, when you're familiar with some of their work, but yeah. like you said, I had no idea if you played that song for me, the I'll be there. I and you said, who is this? I go, I have no idea. You know, I didn't even, yeah. I don't remember at all that escape club did that song. Sure. So, so she, she saw that they left the message. She sent them back a message saying, we can't wait to see you on the eighties cruise. They sent the message back saying, would love to talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> what? <laughs> like 24 hours later, I'm on a Zoom call with Trevor Steele, the, the lead singer. And uh, we chatted for about 30 minutes about the cruise and about some of the songs and the band's history. Uh, for those who aren't so familiar with them, uh, you really should be. They had a huge hit with Wild Wild West, but they had formed way back in 1983 in London. And it was members of the band Mad Shadows, Trevor Steele and John Holiday, uh, that unite, united with some members of the band Expressos, Johnny Cristo, and I think his Milan Zekavica. 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 I'm bad with pronunciations <laughs> of regular words. So I don't even know if that's right. It's just <laughs> Zekavica. <clears throat> they recorded one album in 85. It was called White Fields. Great album. Then they moved to Atlantic Records and recorded the album Wild Wild West, and then their career just really just exploded. So they did some more work, broke up in 92, sadly, reformed again in 2009 with drummer Red Broad, and released the album Celebrity in 2012. Now, for those who follow Escape Club, Red Broad did just recently pass away very unexpectedly. 
And Trevor and I will talk about that for a few minutes pretty close to the start of the show. So sit back and enjoy this insightful conversation with the Escape Club's Trevor Steele. Hey, Trevor, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Steve. Good to see you. I can't wait to see you. I guess it's just 10 days now to the 80s cruise. That's going to be fun. Yeah, it's um, well, it's the first time I've even been on a cruise, let alone the 80s cruise. So I'm kind of looking forward to it in a strange sort of way. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to ruin cruising for you because it's completely different than any other cruise. I mean, it, the entire ship is nothing but 80s fans and uh, 17 bands and theme nights. So people will be showing up to your concerts and uh, dressed like uh, aliens or or Madonna <laughs> or... You just never know. Uh, but it's, it's, uh, are you on for the whole week or are you just getting on for part of it? No, we're there for the whole week and we're doing two shows as far as I can tell. So yeah, yeah forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna be fun. Um, I, I don't want to start off on a sad note, but, uh, you know, I just want to offer my sympathy, uh, on the passing of uh, red broad, your longtime drummer. Yes. That it just came. I'm still sort of getting used to the idea. Um, it came out of the blue. He wasn't ill or anything like that. Um, he lived in Amsterdam in an apartment um, where he was working on some stuff and and he just dropped dead. <laughs> he just like, his neighbor found him. He, he was sitting at the table and he'd just keeled over. So we think it was probably heart attack or something. We're waiting to find out, but it's a massive shock. Um, I flew out there last week to to just go through his stuff with his brother and it was that's when it kind of hit hit it home you know all his all his equipment all his guitars and everything yeah yeah so it's it's awful yeah there's a you probably don't know this but there's a private facebook group for all the people who go on the cruise very very active group a thousand two thousand people in it and when the news of red's passing hit uh, a lot of people left some very kind notes you know thinking of you and, and thinking of you know the band at this time oh that's really that's really nice yeah that's great so you, you you mentioned this is your first cruise ever. Is this the most unusual venue then you've ever performed at? Um, I guess it is. You have to ask me after the gigs. <laughs> <laughs> we played some pretty weird places, but yeah, no, I think this is probably the the yeah the most out there thing we've done. I'm looking forward to it. It'd be fun. And I, I heard uh, through your YouTube announcement that you're bringing Talk Talk's keyboard player with you. Yeah, Ian Kerno. He's an old time friend. Well, if anyone who knows the history of the band and a few people in London still do, he was in the original Escape Club. We were called Mad Shadows way, way back in the near romantic days. And he played cables for us. And then he left to join Talk Talk, which at the time I was I wasn't very happy. But of course, they were a brilliant band. So he did the right thing. Um, and he's just come along now as a friend to join us. And it's, it's just wonderful to have him there. He's a, he's a genius cable player. He's really good. Are you going to throw a couple of talk talk songs into your set list? We're going to do one. We're going to okay. do it's my life because because okay. I kind of figured because I spoke to him and and talk talk weren't that big in the states. They didn't quite hit it like they did in Europe. So we figured one song's enough, you know. Um, and I'm a massive fan of the band, so I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. You talk about the 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 new romance origins, you know, that you had in the '80s. Um, and I've heard you say before in other previous interviews that your influences go back to Bowie and David Byrne. Now, Bowie is a musician. I, I hear a lot of British musicians name check, but I don't think anyone's ever mentioned David Byrne as an influence. I'm just curious, you know what? I mean, I love him. I love the Talking Heads. I'm just curious what attracted you to him. 
Um, well, prime. Well, I'm. I suppose I look on myself as a lyricist above everything else, and I just loved David Byrne's lyrics just because they were out there um, singing about peanut butter and stuff like that. <laughs> I just love. I just loved the guy. <clears throat> I loved. I loved his lyrics, and that's what kind of turned me on to him. And um, yeah, and, and I loved his performance. I, I loved everything about him. I loved the Talking Heads. One of my favourite things that happened to me was once I think it was in Rolling Stone when Wild Wild West had been a hit. Um, there was a quote from Talking Heads saying, um, I think it was Tina Weymouth who said it. What's the best? What's the best line of a song this year? And she said, "Give me, give me safe sex from Wild Wild West." And I was like, "Yeah," because I was such a fan. <laughs> I was really pleased. <laughs> I so badly wanted to see his show on Broadway. Uh, I think it was called American Utopia, where he performs with a big group of musicians and he goes through all the Talking Heads songs and some of his own solo work. And yeah. that would just be incredible. That's the, they're one of those bands I wish I'd gotten a chance to see, but you know, together me, for not so long. Me too. No, I, I never saw them either. I mean, I was kind of living in in Connecticut when they were still about. I should have gone. I just, what you never do, do you? You just go, oh, yeah, one day I'll go and then it's all over. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, no kidding. Um, one of the cool things about the 80s cruise too, not to not to keep harping on that, <laughs> is you get these bands that we never got to see for the most part in the 80s because you know they're Australian, like like uh, real life. You know who are, will be there this year? I'm really excited to see them. You know, Escape Club. You know, you get to play a you know a full set, so. You, the fans get to hear, yeah, they get to hear Wild Wild West and Shake for the Sheik and Walking Through Walls. Uh, I'll be there. Um, but you get a chance to kind of also show off some of your your deeper catalog. You, what, what songs are you thinking about including and in giving us for the, for this performance? I'll give you the set list. <laughs> I don't want the whole set list, but I mean, <laughs> I I just so. give me. No, give we're me. doing um, Freedom, um, which I'm really enjoying playing. Um, what else are we doing that we don't normally do? Working for the Fat Man off the Wild West album. That's re- getting a really good vibe when we're playing it. Um, can't leave the party from our celebrity album. I'm really enjoying doing. There's, a, I could give you the whole set list. But no, yeah, no, we, I, I want to be surprised. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, it's a good sort of up party sort of set. Obviously, we're going to do I'll Be There because it was a hit, and also as a tribute to Red, we figure we have to do that. So we're putting that one in the middle. In I was on YouTube the other day and I was listening to that song. And then I started reading all the comments that people had left underneath the video. And it's just page after page of people saying uh, someone who had lost a loved one and how much the song meant to them and how healing it was. I just, I mean, I think after about 10 minutes, I, I was like in tears, you know, people, I played this on the day that my father passed. It's what he wanted. Um, I'm curious when you're performing that song live these days, what's the, what's the reaction from the audience? The reaction from the, the reaction from me is pretty bad. I find it hard sometimes to do it without, without welling up myself. Um, 
I can tell the people in the audience that it's touched. It's a weird one with with our band. It's like most people know us from Wild West Shake of the Shake. And then there's a whole bunch of other people who know us from I'll Be There. And I can tell when we start that song, there's usually, you know, 20% of the audience go, oh, this is the one I've been waiting for. And I can see how much it touches them. And often when I'm doing um, signings after gigs and stuff like that, that people often come up and say how much it meant to them. And I think, you know, I don't know, Steve, I think I feel like, a musician's life out of all the things I've done. I think that's one of the best things I've done is write that song because it's touched so many people. And I'm, I'm very pleased that I did, you know, did the lyrics come easily to you? I mean, I know it was inspired by a friend losing a wife. I'm just kind of curious what the writing process was like. Yeah, that was a weird one. It's like, that goes back into the band sort of, (laughs) into the band stories. I can't remember how much of it's true, but I do remember they, We'd written the chords and we had the melody and they they went off to a Mexican or something or some nightclub. And I just said, oh, you know what? I'll stay at home and I'll do the lyrics. And and they just came to me. They just flowed through me. And it's I don't know. They just I had them written in half an hour, you know, and I kind of knew when I'd written them. They were there was something special there. Yeah, it just came. Yeah, I can't say where it came from, but it just came. Huh. The I've always thought it was it's unique although it's not from my understand wild wild west obviously has the unique honor of being a song that was number one in the u.s but it didn't chart as well back in the uk a lot of british bands have that similar i think fog hat led zeppelin and ozzy osborne i mean it seems like a lot of the heavy metal bands have that situation where they're tremendously successful in the u.s and not not don't quite create quite the stir back home were you at the time were you puzzled by that or was it a bothersome thing or was it just one of those things you just couldn't put together in your head like why that would be yeah i can't it bothered me at the time god yeah it really bothered me i was like well why won't they play our songs on the radio whereas it's you know especially when it was number one in the u.s you'd think you'd get played i blame the record company probably was their fault you know of course it was but it's funny i was watching there's a show in the uk called top of the pops um, which Every week they showed who was in the charts and they went back to that year. It was actually, it was last week they were playing it. And my wife was watching it with me and she went, yeah, I can see why they didn't play your record. And you look at it now and and it was so kind of very light. And the music in the UK was very, very sort of strangely light and we wouldn't have fit it in. We were a rock band and they just weren't playing rock. So I look back on it now and go, oh, well, I'd rather be number one in the in the US than the UK anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the, the video too, wasn't it banned in the UK by the BBC? No, it, it no, it wasn't really. That's 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 something that sort of I don't know if that's gone through the internet. No, it wasn't banned. What happened was the 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 promo guy who was going into the into the BBC with the with the video used as an excuse that oh somebody was upset by the the limbs and everything in it. I I I I'm not sure. It wasn't they just gave an excuse for not playing it, you know. That's it. <laughs> the eighties were the MTV decade. Did did yeah. you as uh, as a lyricist or as an artist or as a musician, did you enjoy making videos for MTV? Was that a, a medium that was comfortable to you at the time? Oh yeah, I loved it. I mean I we owe a lot to MTV. Um I, I guess I wasn't, none of us were, how would you put it? I don't think any of us felt comfortable in front of the camera. Um, I'd do it now without second thought. But when, when you're younger, you're much more self-conscious and all those sorts of things. And I think that showed when you look back on all those the, the videos from that era, most of the bands, to my mind, look a little uncomfortable because they weren't used to it. They were used to playing in sweaty clubs, you know. 
<laughs> and not having cameras in front of them. But no, I, I we owe a lot to MCV. I, I really, really appreciate what they did for us. A couple of years ago, Rama Rama was on the 80s cruise and I interviewed John Easdale and he talked about MTV. <laughs> and you talk about the people who were very uncomfortable with it. He was very uncomfortable with it. And he was not shy about saying... <laughs> Because we were, I think we were. He was our guest for trivia one day, and and we were showing some uh, drama rama videos, and he and he was just like, oh god, I just I can't I can't watch these. These are just these are, these are yeah. unwatchable. I know how he feels. I I don't watch myself <laughs> from those videos if I can help it. But yeah, you know, <laughs> I I can't stand listening to my own voice when I'm editing the podcast. So that's 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 where it, it bites me in the butt. So yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah. Um, speaking of Chamarama there, I think I think you've toured with them before because, I mean, I, I, I want to say the Lost 80s Live yeah. show yeah, is, is something. And, and I think you're coming back later this year to, to do that again, right? Yeah, we are. Yeah. We, so we did it with them just pre-pandemic when it was, yeah, just before 2020. 2020 we did it or yeah anyway we did one the end drama were on it yeah amongst all the other people loads of the 80s cruise lot or we were we've gigged with on that on that tour you know yeah i and i think this year it's it's almost like the 80s cruise is almost like a preview of that because you've got uh english beat and emotion and wang chung and escape club are all on the boat and they'll all be on that tour um when you tour that often with bands that were sort of your competition back in the day is there a camaraderie that kind of has grown now over the years as you tour together oh yeah that none of us take it as seriously as we did back in the day <laughs> so <laughs> maybe some of them do but the ones i'm friends with don't and we just have a really good time you know we're all friends yeah you you were in australia for a little while too weren't you yeah i lived in australia for 15 years 15 years wow i, I understand you were working on helping some bands kind of you know yeah. move along in their careers yeah, I, I had my own label out there, and I went out there originally to 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 be on a TV show, like a talent show. I got it, I got enticed out there to do that, which was probably a bad move, but it got me out there, um, and I made the record with the winner. But then I stayed out there. Um, I found a really good young band, got them up to platinum sales in the uh, in Australia, helping them, you know, producing and, and managing them and everything like that. So. Yeah, I had a great time, um, and I'm an Australian citizen now, so I can go back whenever I want, and that's wonderful. Oh, that's cool! I didn't know that. The uh, I've always been kind of curious because the Australians, the sound from the '80s, always seem to have a kind of a unique uh, feel to it. I've mm. never been able to articulate it well enough, and I, I don't know if you can. No, I can't. Um, and I've tried, but when you're there and you hear it, it kind of makes sense. Um, it's something about having big open skies and I don't know, I don't know what they do. There's, there's, there's a sort of harmony that they use a lot that I don't know. I could never work it out either, but you know, instantly if you're here in excess or men at work or, or Dave Steary from real life, you just know that it's Australian, don't you? And I yeah, can't tell. It's funny. Cause I, when I was interviewing Dave Steary, I said, I always thought real life was British because to me, they sound from the pet shop boys school. Yeah. And I said, when I think of Australian music, I think of Midnight Oil. I think of what's that one band, Ganga Jang, that has the song the "Sounds of Then" or uh, uh, Australian Crawl, stuff like that. That yeah. just had that real, like, just the you know, other side of the planet feel to it. And uh, yeah. yeah, interesting. Yeah, no, I just, um, I to be honest, for the longest time, I thought Escape Club was uh, was American. Yeah, a lot of people did. 
Yeah. A lot of people did. And I think our sound has always suited America. Even from our first album, it sounded more American. We just, I think we, because we listen to a, a lot of American artists and because we're a guitar-based band, it just kind of, just the way we sound, I guess, you know? Yeah, but it, but he also brought in that that sampling of other songs. So you, you sort of, it was it's sort of like borrowing a little bit from the hip-hop rap t- of the yeah. time, like a little Run DMC in there. And uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the only other band I can think of that, that sounded like uh, Escape Club Boys. What Big Audio Dynamite maybe comes to mind. Yeah, I love that band. They were really oh, good. Yeah, yeah no, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, here, here at Stuck in the Eighties, we always um, we always say that uh, the podcast, which we've been doing now for almost twenty years, so the podcast has lasted twice as long as the decade that we're honoring. <laughs> but we always <laughs> say that the, the podcast is it could, is a is a time machine. And if it's a time machine, we can offer people a seat to go back in time and re- revisit an event you missed or change the decision you made or, uh, you know, go uh, go do something again that, that you've done that you really enjoyed. If I gave you a seat on the podcast time machine, when would you what would you go back and uh, re-witness or change? Well, I suppose the obvious one really is when we decided to split up and we did it, we we decided to split up because of financial reasons and management. And now I know what I know. If I went back to armed with the knowledge I have now, I we wouldn't have split up. I'd have I'd have sent a few writs out and changed a few things, which I was we didn't realise as kids. We were still kids really, you know, and we were getting ripped off and and we had to split up really. It just wasn't going anywhere. Whereas if we'd have stuck together we definitely had another couple of albums in us and I kind of, I regret that, but that's the way it went really, you know, yeah. I would. Yeah. The, um, the 80s cruise is so interesting because, you know, it's basically forming these dream lineups of bands that we all grew up with. If, if there was such a thing as a Trevor Steele cruise and you could pick your own lineup of bands that are performing on your cruise, these can be bands that are uh, alive, uh, musicians that have passed away. I mean, what, Give me like five oh, bands that would be on the Trevor Steele. Am I allowed past away people as well? Am I? Of course, yeah. Well, I'd have the doors on there then for a start. <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have Jim Morrison on there. Um, Psychedelic Furs, I'd like them. I'd love to do a gig with the Furs. Um, who else would I like on there? David Bowie, obviously. Sadly. Yeah. Lou Reed. Oh, Just wow. Place go, you know, yeah. Who else would I like on there? Uh, Kate Bush. I'm a big fan. Oh, Kate wow. Bush. Nice. Yeah. She's yeah. having a nice little renaissance now. Yeah, yeah. She, and and so, I'm so pleased for her. And also on top of that, just to end it, I, I'd have Pink Floyd. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> I love Dave Gilmore. I love his guitar playing. Yeah. You, you mentioned The Doors. You, you covered their one song, 20th Century Fox. Yeah. That, that must have been an experience. interesting song to pick of theirs and then and well, then we, didn't ray help you produce it Ray helped us and it was we we did it we were we were asked to do it um for a tv show remember the wonder years of course it? so uh, we were on atlantic records at the time and they did a they did a whole album based around the wonder years so you had to pick a song from that era and they gave us 
a few choices. And, and I was a massive Doors fan. So was John, the guitarist. So we said, well, we'd love to do a Doors song. Um, and then they managed to get Ray to come in and produce it. And um, that was a complete honour, obviously, because being such a fan. And we, we, we agreed before we did it. So, OK, don't bore the guy. Don't bore him with talk about the doors and everything. Let's just get on with the job, you know, respect him as a producer and blah, blah, blah. So after being there for about three hours working with him, he went, guys, aren't you going to ask me about the doors? And we're like, yeah. <laughs> and so he spent the next four hours telling us stories. And, yeah, it was, and I got him. I, I persuaded him because he had a little Farfisa organ. Um and I persuaded him just for me to play the intro to Light My Fire in the in the studio for me. Oh my god! And he just put a shiver on my back. And we use it at the beginning of the song as well. Yeah, yeah. That was just such a such an honor to work with the guy. Yeah. No, I I, I was I was hoping that he shared some stories. I mean, that would have just been. Oh. And awesome. also, he was the whole sort of beat generation. He knew all the poets. He he was very influenced by Kerouac and all that, and all that stuff all came out. And he's talking about the whole Laurel, Laurel Canyon day, days and everything. Um, very inspiring, really inspiring to talk to him. Yeah. No, that's that's fantastic. I love the stories like that. Trevor, it's been such an honor to have you on the podcast. I can't wait to see you in about I don't know ten or fifteen days. Yeah, we'll. I'll see you then. Yeah, looking forward to it. There you go, Trevor Steele. Fun conversation. That was nice fun. Guy. Nice yeah. guy. See, again, listening to that whole thing, it makes me really want to go see the show now. Yes. You know, I, I, it's, you can tell when he really has a love for music. When he was giving his list of the his dream festival, the bands, oh, yeah. Yeah. all over the place. You know, David Bowie, Lou Reed. I'm like, man, he's all over the place. I dig this. Psychedelic furs. That one caught yeah. me off guard. I love the psychedelic furs, and I've I've seen them in concert, and they're fantastic. And I, I'm sort of surprised we haven't seen them on the cruise yet. But I, I love the fact that he wants to perform with them. That's I think that's that, a good double bill. That'd be nice. As I mentioned, Escape Club is on a tour later this year. I think it's a pretty short tour. It might just be California, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Don't don't quote me on that. Uh, Lost 80s Live is a tour that gets together pretty much every year and they pretty much bring in about 10 bands and they do shows. It seems like they're usually on the West coast, but sometimes they, they go into the East coast for 2024. The bands are a flock of seagulls, Wang Chung, missing persons, the vapors, uh, former members of Oingo Boingo. So that's basically Oingo Boingo without Danny Elfman, right? Stacy Q and emotion, musical youth, English beat, and of course, Escape Club. You can find out more at their official website, lost80slive.com. Have you ever seen one of their shows, The Lost 80s Live? Oh, yeah. The, usually, you used to go to the Vegas ones almost every year. Oh, wow. Yeah, they they played in New Jersey in a very small theater. Um, and it was right around my birthday. And Anne-Marie had gotten in contact with Kevin Rankin, who's the drummer for Flock, and got me a, a photo pass so I could go and shoot the show. And that was Flock of Seagulls, Wang Chung, Animotion, so which were on this one as well, um, but also Naked Eyes and Farrington and Man. Oh, and, nice. Uh, I love those where you get, oh, and, and uh, Annabella from Bow Wow Wow was there as well. And I love these shows where you get all the hits from the bands and you're hit, you know, you get five, six, seven, eight bands playing 
in one show. It's right. it's a lot of fun. It's like the '80s cruise, but condensed into one show. Right, because the bands usually only most of the bands only played like two or three songs. Right, uh, like the, the Wang Chung and Flock of Seagulls probably get half dozen. No, it'd be a great show. You know what else could be a great show today? The, the Seggies. Hey, it's time for Spin Me Round. This is the Seggy where Chuck invented, for that matter. Yeah. We're going to play a song backwards, and if you can name it, you're entered into the drawing for the postal-friendly bottle opener. And your timing is good because Brad in L.A., who is actually in New York City at the moment, is heading back to L.A. this weekend, and I suspect he'll send out some swag before he heads down to Florida for the cruise. I'll be bringing uh, some swag with me. For the cruise. Oh, that's right. So if anybody so, is going to be at the trivia session, they might win some really cool swag. We got something. I don't know if we mentioned this on the show before. We have these little pre-trivia shows that we created now. It's about a half hour of videos, video montages and 80s commercials and uh, music clips from the people who are our guests that day sort of thing. Just kind of something playing there to kind of keep you entertained before the uh, show starts. So that'll be interesting. Uh, from episode 687. My God, that was a while ago. Wow. <laughs> Here was the song. <laughs> yep, that's 2,000 Miles by the Pretenders. The children will sing. He'll be back at Christmas You could tell it must have been a long time ago because I think that was our Christmas show. I, I really do try to keep records on this stuff. You know, I have a little spreadsheet that shows me, you know, what the you know what each show's seggies are. But um, we keep bumping them around lately because we keep getting these unexpected interviews. So this is six ninety five. So you're so you're you're dangerously close to seven hundred. We talked about that the other day. I said to the missus, "I'm like, boy, you know, we could almost get away with recording." Episode seven hundred on the boat. It might work out that way, right? I don't no, know. We'll we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> might do some live Instagram type stuff instead, or record some video and post it later. Uh, anyway, we had some winners, and if Chuck is up for it, <laughs> wow, this is a long list. Let me take I know, a this deep is the, this breath. Is, <laughs> it wasn't a, a real hard months. one this time. <laughs> Winners include Dougie Doug and PA, Kevin Serving Wench, Rock the Good Ag. Is that we did that? Yeah, yeah. you got it. Stony Stit, Gene and Hollister, the town, not the hipster band. Lee from hashtag San Francisco Bay Area 80s Cruisers. Hey, Lee, how you doing? Mike Walters, Cincinnati Joe, Todd in Minnesota, Becky the Rocker Pixie, Dirk Van Vuurf from <laughs> London, Ontario, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy in DC ish. Dave? Dave's not here. Roger from Fort Wayne. Ken Shepard. Just Dave. Dave. Just Dave. Ugh. Patty Lynn, author of End Credits. Snow in Coney Island. Lou. Sweet Lou. Grilly. I feel like I shouldn't do that. That's, that's, I'm kind of stealing something from Brad there. So I'll just say Lou. Sweet Lou. Grilly. <laughs> Michelle D in South Carolina. Jeremy in St. Pete, Julie Olofsson, Anonymous Dave. Man, how many Daves won this thing? <laughs> Brian from Redneck Rapids in North Carolina. Mr. Bunny on an island in the San Francisco Bay. Kelly in Texas, Lido in Austin. 
Larry in Maryland, Doug E. Fresh, not to be confused with Doug E. Doug in PA, Gabrielle Daigle and Bill in Benicia. Whew. Uh, Do I get to spin the wheel? <laughs> yeah, spin the wheel. With this see many you. people, it's going to be, I don't even know if there's enough room on this wheel for all these names, but we'll give it a shot. Here we go. Here we go. One, two. It's been for days. Looks like it's going to land on Patty Lynn. Cool. Patty Lynn was a guest of the show a, a few months ago. She is the author of the book End Credits. And she and I are working on doing a Purple Rain 40th anniversary podcast here in a couple months. Oh, so. that'd be so cool. One yeah. of my favorite albums. Uh, Again, one of those albums I just put on and just let it play straight through. I, I'm reading a couple books right now about the making of the movie and the album and it's just every every page is just like you got to be kidding me <laughs> it's just like that over and over again so uh anyway anyway chuck has cooked up a good backwards song for this week want to give him any clues um no well it's you may hear this artist on the 80s cruise okay we'll do it that way okay okay here, pay attention here it comes if you know it, email us at podcast at sit80s.com. And I can't tell you when to tune in to find out if you're a winner, but hopefully pretty soon. We'll be right back after this commercial break. I drink Dr. Pepper, don't you see? Because it's the perfect taste for me. That original taste, you know. Us peppers are an interesting breed. An original taste is what we need. Ask any pepper and he'll say. Only Dr. Pepper tastes that way. There's carrying peppers, marrying peppers, diet peppers, quiet peppers. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? They're saluting peppers, tooting peppers. I'm a pepper man. Would you like to be a pepper too? Be a pepper, drink Dr. Pepper. Aye, aye. Be a pepper, drink Dr. Pepper. Yes, sir. Be a pepper. And we're back. Got a few minutes left. Why not play the old game we like to call? Please, please tell me now. Please, please tell me now. Yep, it's time for uh, Please, Please Tell Me Now. We got a letter from Dave De La Dirt. Uh, Chuck, you want to read it? Yeah. So this this is a thing that I think I've, I've thought about this thing for years. And I love that Dave you know, wrote in and, and mentioned this. So he says, remember back in the day when you record songs off the radio, you'd wait around just trying to catch it and trying to get as much of the song as possible without getting too much of the DJ or the song before or after. I played those tapes into the ground. I played them so often that to this day, there are certain songs I hear that when they're ending, I immediately remember what song was coming on after that, which started before, and I could not get to the recorder to hit stop. <laughs> a couple I remember off the top of my head are Journey's Separate Ways, heavy ending going into a smooth electric piano intro of Hall & Oates' one-on-one. Mm. Janet Jackson's When I Think of You fades out into Eddie Money's Take Me Home Tonight. Huey Lewis's This Is It faded into Loverboy's Turn Me Loose. I think of these songs in pairs every time I hear them. So the question uh, is, do you have songs like that? 
Dave De La Hurt. Um, okay. So yes. Uh the the one song I remember taping off the radio, the, the very first song I remember ever taping off the radio was Urgent by Foreigner. Oh, wow. I had a friend who named Dave, because everybody involved with the podcast <laughs> this week is named Dave. Uh, it was a kid, like I think he was one or two years younger than me, and he he was ten times cooler than me. And he's the one who kind of introduced me to all the new music at the time. <clears throat> and he was obsessed with Urgent by Foreigner. So I remember he and I just sitting there one day, we just waiting for it to come on the radio and waiting to tape it. And the other song that that he was really into um, was uh, Shake It Up by The Cars. So we were always looking for those two songs to tape them. And then we would sit there and then try to transcribe the lyrics. Oh, yeah. Which would take 10 times longer than it should. Of course, nowadays you don't have to do it at all. So in my head, when I hear Urgent, immediately after Urgent, I hear Shake It Up by The Cars. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, for me, it's it's not so much what I recorded off of the radio. I used to make, back in 1996, I got my first CD. I think I talked about this on the podcast before, but I would make these mix CDs um, and I would just play them over and over. And I had one I called Awesome Hits of the 80s. <laughs> and um, I would always, it would always go from one song into the next. And so you know, whenever I hear those songs, it does that. But for me, the one that I think is ingrained into me was a mixtape I made probably in 1986 or so. And I had Blinded by the Light by Manfred Mann's Earth Band. And it would go right into always something there to remind me. So whenever I hear the end of Blinded by the Light, it I have to hear that. Dun, 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 dun. And if not, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm like, why am I even listening to this song if it does if it's not followed by Naked Eyes? Yeah. I love that she song. She got Naked down, eyes. but she never come touch. She's gonna <laughs> make it through the night. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> that's perfect. It's stu- it's like stuck in there. It's it's yeah. never gonna come out. Oh, man, that's perfect. Guy, that's I love memories like that. Hey, we hope you enjoyed our interview with Trevor from the Escape Club. If you're going to see him on the cruise, you're really going to have a great time. If you're not able to come on the cruise, don't forget they're on the Lost 80s Live Tour this year. Uh, Also, please remember to follow Escape Club on social. Uh, On Facebook, they're at The Escape Club Band. On Instagram, again, they're The Escape Club Band. And on Twitter, it's just at The Escape Club. So, fun time. Great songs. Uh, We'll be back soon with the actual lineup to the next year's 80s cruise. But in the meantime, Chuck and I remain here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is now on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash stuck in the 80s podcast. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And thanks for listening.